0: Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you folks on this 113th podcast. I I was just telling my dear co-host Stephanie who's with us today. Hello, Stephanie. How are you?
1: I am happy and hydrated on a
0: hot day. You know what you uh, you did well there, and uh, <laughs> I'm not nearly as hydrated as I should be. But it's a hot day, and I'm glad I had this pickup truck window tinted. Praise God, or these windows tinted. But here we are with the Apostle Paul, and on this 113th podcast, we're talking. No, this his, here's where a Epaphroditus shows up, But Paul's uh, brother in the faith, and his companion, and his fellow laborer, his fellow soldier. He shows up, and we're reading about him and, and going through this book, Stephanie. We've been we've been everywhere with Paul, haven't we? We've been mm-hmm. in uh, we've we've been in good. We've been in bad. We've uh, we've seen him talking about his prison time. We've seen him talking about the difference Timothy made in his life. We uh, we we've seen and it's all pointed. As we said a couple podcasts ago, this continues to point toward an attitude. It continues to point toward trust it continues to point toward a God that can take care of these things and and and, and I think that's where we're coming from folks or those of you thank you for sharing your earways with us today but I really think that's where we're going Stephanie I I think we're going to a place where we point to uh, trusting God you know you got to be saved the first thing we got to do in our lives is accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior the Bible says, Whosoever call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And you know, you gotta give him your sins, trust in him alone. He says that we all fall short of the glory of God. I mean, it's it's a decision, Stephanie. It's a there's a decision point that we all need in our lives to accept Christ. And and we can't understand what's going on here in in the book of Philippians until we understand that. Don't you agree?
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. That's a
0: foundation stone. <laughs> so if you're listening you're saying, man, they're just talking about the same stuff, and and boy, I don't know why I'm listening. And, and, and folks, we're sorry about that. We're trying to be interesting, but we're taking God's word here, I think, and rightly dividing it uh, with some other scholars' help, uh, using commentaries in our Bible and sermons. And, and, and friends, I think that God's pointing towards something here in the book of Philippians, and I think it's a higher-level Christian. I think it takes us to a different place. People people ask me all the time, how do I get here? Well, folks, you start reading in Philippians 1.1 1, 1, and you keep going until you come to the end of the book of Philippians. And we are now in uh, verse number 25 in the second chapter. And it says, I supposed it necessary to send you Epaphroditus, my brother and companion in labor and fellowship. And it goes on to say, he's your messenger and he that ministered to my want." So he's talking about Epaphroditus. So not only does he have old Timotheus here, but he's talking about old Pappy, and Pappy made a difference. And uh, uh, he's an unknown Christian. We, we don't know much about him. Uh, we know that Timony, T- Timothy, I'm sounding like Emmy there. We know that Timothy, <laughs> I'm sounding like I'm saying Liberty, uh, but we, we know that Timothy is Paul's son in the faith. And, and we know that Epaphroditus is his brother, is someone else he can trust. And uh, he said, not, you know, he's a fellow worker of mine. He takes it to a different level. And he talks about uh, all these different things that he is. And uh, Do you have an epephroditus in your life? Do you have a peppy in your life, Stephanie?
1: Yes, I would say I have several. Um, but Amen. the ones that come to mind the most, <clears throat> obviously, are my good friends, the Hicks. Yeah. And, um, yeah. They're, they're that family that's... Um, yeah. You know, and I know there's other people in my life like this. My own family is very, my dad and mom are awesome yeah. this way too. But, you know, just people that are there. Um, you know, and I know some people can't be. I have friends that have kids that. Well, um, only,
0: you can only do so much, you know? you can Right. You, I have
1: kids, friends have kids that have the same heart. They just can't drop everything and, you know, but yeah. God has given me, yes, definitely oh, people.
0: Yeah, and there's that health are issues. You know, there's health and there's welfare and there's cars breaking down, there's rear-end accidents by uninsured motorists, there's colds, and
1: viruses, flus. There's
0: there's good months and bad months and bad times and good times. But you know, God never moves. And I think you ought to yeah. name Steve Hicks Pappy for a peperitis. <laughs> I think you ought to call him Pappy and you ought to call Ronder uh, Mappy. You know. Old oh, Peppy and okay. Matt. yeah, wow. yeah. But anyway,
1: I I don't know that they'd go for that.
0: But the ministry might freak them out. Well, it may not. But you know what I like, and and I I almost miss. You know, back back a verse ago, and and we were talking uh, about number twenty three, verse number twenty three. I actually wrote down a Greek word, and I never do that. But you know that word that talks about bond slave there. <laughs> Uh, over there in yeah. verse 22, you know, the proof of him that was a son and father. He have served with me in the gospel and, and the proof of him. And, and it's that word, Delulo. You know that word Delulo? Delulo. Deluo, which means a bond slave and uh, somebody that's all in. And so we're not talking about a bond slave here because it's a different Greek word. That's the only reason I mentioned it. I didn't mention it to the same spot because I pronounced it wrong anyway. But I'm from New England. People are used to me pronouncing things wrong. But old Pappy here. <laughs> Pepe is a major member of the family, and uh, he chose that word messenger. He chose that word, it's one who serves in an office or a minister, it's it's a pretty big deal to have somebody called a messenger. He's somebody, I think, this is how I'm getting it, Stephanie, it's somebody you can trust exclusively, exclusively with those things you need done. You can you can trust in him exclusively. And uh, you know, he had a gift of being a messenger or being a brother in Christ. And you were talking about those people that were a gift to you. And then, then we get to verse number 26 and 27. And not that I'm jumping ahead, but it kind of, as Stephanie and I were just talking, all these verses through 30 kind of all go together. In 26, it says, he longed after you all and was full of heaviness because that ye had heard that he had been sick. Indeed, he was sick, nigh unto death, meaning close to death, Stephanie. But God had mercy on him, and not on him only, but on me also, lest I should have sorrow upon sorrow. So he goes on to say, Yeah, he was sick. Epaphroditus was sick. Man, he was close to dying. But God had mercy on him, and you know what? By letting him live, he had mercy on me, and uh, uh, and, and he had mercy on me. And I think that you know, so this guy's seriously ill. And I, I remember back in, I think it was, was it February for you, Stephanie, where you guys were all very, very sick. When did you guys, we think you had the coronavirus. When was your family really, really sick? Do you remember that? That was January. It was January. And for those of you yep. listening, uh, so generally every day, uh, I'll generally talk to Stephanie and, uh, And so, you know, there's some type of conversation. Uh, A lot of times it's Debbie and I, uh, sometimes it's a quick conversation, a question, or, you know, when are you going, are you doing this, blah, blah, blah. But I'm telling you, those were the five worst days of the time I've known Stephanie. I've known Stephanie since March, since the beginning of March, 2019. But those 103 fevers, those bad times, but I'll tell you, God had mercy on Stephanie and her kids. And he had mercy on me. And we, and we believe that's coronavirus because your mom mm-hmm. uh, had the markers for coronavirus. And so yeah. it went around your whole family. So so obviously, uh, we're pretty certain that's what it is. But but what do you appreci- appreciate in someone that you, would be a messenger for you? Someone that you can trust exclusively with your words to be handled in an exact manner. What do you appreciate about a person like that?
1: Well, a person like that is trustworthy. Um, you know those are the people that you know have honor that they have integrity and um that they're not out totally for themselves um i've had people who um from all outward appearance were there to help or there to support but god clearly revealed that their motives were quite honestly the opposite and were there actually for their own personal gain and image and Those are the kind of people that freak you out because you cannot trust them. You cannot trust that they don't twist the situation for their agenda. There are
0: twisters (laughs) out there, aren't
1: there? There are twisters out there. Yeah. Yeah. And Epaphroditus was not one of those people. He was there for the good of those around him. He was there with the spirit of Christ. I'm so sorry. My cold is messing with my voice today. But Epaphras was there... um, the same way for Paul that we are to be wherever we are for Christ, and that is, and for our friends, and that is where we're not there for ourselves. No. And, um, and
0: whether, we, you know, we got to get it right. That, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, that's what love, that's what real brotherly kindness and love for the brethren is all about. It's about where, when you are doing something for someone else, when you are um serving as their proxy so to speak you are trustworthy and I am thankful for my parents and um for the hicks because in both of those cases um I think of when I was sick and I could not watch my kids those two families were there for me and I could trust that they were going to take good care of my kids I could trust that they weren't going to undermine my kids and say things to my kids to undermine um my authority or um undermine you know different things about our family. I could trust them and that's huge, you know, and that's where Paul was with Epaphroditus. He knew this guy inside and out. epaphras had proven or Epaphroditus had proven himself and um that's the kind of Christian we are to be is someone who people could trust. Yeah, and someone who is dependable.
0: And and you know, folks, going back to the beginning of that conversation, Stephanie was mentioning that some people twist things, and they, they, you know, there may be a bit of truth into that. Let me tell you something: if if you're twisting someone's message, if you're presenting Mm -hmm. it in a way it was not presented, you're outside the will of God, and and that's why it's so important that we get the message right and that we that our hearts are right with God, because an attitude problem can really mess things up. And uh, an attitude problem mm-hmm. can really change things. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't take much, just yeah. you know a little bit of an attitude, boy, you could be all messed up. And, and uh, I think that's what we're talking about here and, and the messenger, you know in the army, we used to do this practice and uh, I always hate saying in the army because it's like every other every third podcast. but you know we would take a hundred people, Stephanie, and we'd put them in line about two feet apart out on a football field. And you would walk up to the first one and you would say we're going east 250 yards tomorrow morning and pass it on and they would pass it those 200 people to the end and by the time it got to the end it was something like we're going west 40 yards because people mess it up so bad that's where the messenger comes in somebody who who listens who intently Pays attention to every second of it. Who who makes it all about the message, and who who understands that that serving God and that His message is real. And and I believe that's what's going on here. And then then we see he longed after you for all and was full in verse number twenty six of heaviness because they had heard that he had been sick and indeed he was sick nigh unto death, which we read. But God had mercy on them. But look over here, knowing that in context, look at verse twenty eight and it says, I sent him therefore the more carefully that when ye see him again, ye may rejoice, and that I may be the less sorrowful." You know, I'm gonna send him back home. I'm sending him to you, and I'm gonna feel good about it. His health got better. Uh, Paul's a selfless dude here, Stephanie. He's putting other people ahead of himself. He's esteeming others greater than he's esteeming himself. He's making it all about the other person. And, and, and I think that's what's going on there. And uh, then in 29, it says, Receive him therefore in the Lord with all gladness, and then hold such in reputation. Boy, there's some pretty big things going on here. Then in verse 30, it says, mm-hmm. Because for the work of Christ, he was nigh unto death, not regarding his own life, to supply your lack of service toward me. Let me tell you something. He's saying, a Epaphroditus, Peppy, he almost died. He was, a, you know, he was uh, bed rest, whatever you want to call it, he was in a bad place. He was drinking the Gatorade, uh, buying the good medicine at the CVS, trying to get in with the doctor. Uh, whatever the case, Paphroditus was in a bad place. And uh, But he's saying, you know what, he never moved. He never moved. I can trust him. And, and then Paul's selflessness saying, I'm pretty glad he's going to yeah. see you guys. You know, that's yeah. making me pretty happy that, I, you know, I can trust him to go see you. And, and uh, and, mm-hmm. and you know, there's selflessness there and, and the caring. And, yeah. and, and you know, how important is it that people look out for one another in the ministry today? Just how important is that?
1: Well, I mean, that's, it's, we're all part of the body of Christ. And just the way a body, you know, all the organs, every intricate part of our body works together. and. <sighs> That's how the, that's how Christians are supposed to work together. That's how we're supposed to look out for each other. That's how we're supposed to compensate for each other. And um, I think there's a huge, huge element missing, and in the American church, at least in this realm. Yeah. And you know, there should never be a Christian who reaches the point of depression that they're committing suicide. Right. Um, there should never be these things happening, and I understand there's scenarios where someone's not willing to get help or whatever, but as a whole, um, and this is obviously dear to my heart because of the ministry I work in, but as a whole, because we choose to either hide sin or, you know, just try to push it aside and excuse it and... um you know, trauma events that happen, and we just try to either cover, or excuse, or um, justify, or whatever the case is, we've created this disaster because it's a great way for Christians to remain very selfish. the yeah. And where they all they worry about is themselves. And Epaphroditus here was willing, literally, he was sick, nine to death. I mean, this was a serious illness. But in the midst of that illness, he was still worried about the people at philippi and he's not upset that he's dying he's upset that the church is worrying about him and that's how selfless he was exactly and um yeah it's like wow that's a level that we don't
0: see and what did it say there in verse 29 hold such in reputation oh man and uh hold that precious it's real it's reputation and and you know reputation Mm -hmm. is everything uh, you know, the, the, the Bible teaches about preachers being blameless, uh, about those serving in the ministry. And, and he's saying, hold such a reputation. You know what? Get what a paproditus has. Be like him. Because, you know, that's a guy who serves. Mm. He's all in, man and uh like timothy he's all in Epaphroditus is he's there Mm -hmm. and uh, he's saying hold that in reputation and because of the work of christ he was nigh unto death so because he was serving god because he i believe you caught the coronavirus coming back from florida i believe that's where you got it and passed it around your family or vice versa it doesn't really matter uh, but but you kept your reputation i mean it was hard to talk to you a couple times i i remember one night we had a (laughs) conversation and I would say, how do you feel about that? And it took about six or seven minutes, but I mean, it was all right. Uh, and uh, and I think that's what's going on here. But you know, these ending words, boy, these ending words mean everything here in verse number 30 in that last sentence, it says to, to supply your lack of service toward me. And uh, wow, what's that saying to you there? What are you getting from that, Stephanie?
1: That's, that's maybe a tiny bit of a slap. Um, you know, that's one of those points in the in the book where you go, "Ouch." In other words, this guy who's been sick, who's been through all of this, um, you know, he's <laughs> he's been working his tail to the bone,
0: yeah.
1: and could care less what happens to himself. Because he's trying to make up for ways that you guys have dropped the ball that's kind of what i get out of that yeah and paul kindly slapping them and saying you better take good care of this guy when he gets to you because he's willing to die you know. he's
0: he's willing yeah, to die he for was you willing guys to die
1: to pick up yeah he was willing to pick up the slack and die to do yeah. it and that's like wow and you know there's a lot of um I could see Paul saying this to the American Church of, Christ- of a, you know there's missionaries that are overseas and you know that are that are constantly daily working themselves to the bone and um, intensely serving the Lord and you know where they wear themselves out. and I could see Paul saying this to the church, you know of you better take care of you know such and such when they come back on furlough. And because, you know, they're nigh unto death, they've been nigh unto death, not regarding their life to pick up the ball you've been dropping. And I think there's just a huge principle here that God gives us of when we have an opportunity to um, bless or be a ministry to um, a visiting missionary or evangelist that comes through to really show them love and care and concern and um, having been a missionary and deputation, I know those churches that um, that just showered us with that level of love and care. We still talk about those churches. Those churches made an impact on us for the rest of our lives because we could tell that there was that they loved us and that yeah. um, we weren't just there. Um, as another missionary coming through, but that they really loved us and cared about us, and those churches have an impact. And um, I think that's what Paul's challenging the church at Philippi here: is you take good care of him.
0: Well, and uh-huh. we yeah, and we see it today. Those those people in those countries, laden with coronavirus, and knocking on doors and checking on people, and yeah. and, and putting everything out there. And and I, and I guess in closing, friends, I, I guess Paul is is in a way. He, he's drawn this outline for us. He's given us his outline, how we should serve, how we should live our lives and the attitude we should have and things like that. Mm. Uh, but he's also reminding us that there's others that are doing it. They're yeah. putting their lives on the line. Yeah. And, you know, mm-hmm. and and I think, you know, I think if we get anything out of this proven service and, you uh, uh, you know, and, and that we talked about it. We tested his service and the proven service. And then I think this is a triumph in sickness here. And uh, uh, podcast mm-hmm. 113, I think, you know, the service has been tested with Timothy. It was proven. Epaphroditus, I mean, he's out there. You want to talk about a triumph, he's dying. But he wants to keep yeah. serving. He wants to, you know, he's got something to do. And what he's got to do is serving God. And uh, yeah. so I, I think there's, there's a lot to be said for that. Listen, folks, we sure do love you. Thank you for letting us come across your earways. Thank you for taking a few moments to listen to us and make sure you stop by at Helpful Wounded Spirits on one of our private pages and drop us a note if there's any way we can help you. We'd love to and uh, may, the God, may God bless you, my friends. And we, we look forward to talking with you real soon and just have a great week. Thank you. Thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources and to help continue this podcast, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.